0: You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Portia, Arkansas. 1
1: Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 10 through 13. And the Bible says, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, Paul's the writer here, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now back up to verse number 10. According to the grace of God given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Every man take heed. Now look at verse 13. Every man's work. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Every man take heed how you build. Why? Because every man's work is going to be tried by fire. This morning, I want to talk to you. Really, two truths I need to bring out, but I want to talk to you. I want to try to teach. I want to try to get ready for uh, next Sunday and and also uh, deliver this to you and give you something that you can take home this morning. But I want to be on this thought, the foundation of life. The very found. Teenagers, listen to me you got to have a foundation. At your age, you got to have a foundation. And this is the only foundation of life that will stand. You can pick any of them you want, but this is the only one that will stand. The rest of them will crumble. So we're going to talk about that this morning, the foundation of life. Would you bow your head and will you help me pray? Father, I love you this morning. Again, I'm grateful, God, for everything that you've already done, every heart that you've already touched, for your grace, Lord, and for your mercy and for your love. We're thankful, God, for the opportunity to stand up here this morning and to minister your already anointed word. We ask you in the name of Jesus Christ that you would do what I can't do, And that is to touch every single heart and every life. And, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you, God. I pray, Lord, that the result would be that we would have more of a desire and more of a hunger for you than what we have ever had. Lord, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we'll be very careful to give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. There are, and I'm going to try to slow down and teach a little, I've got a few scriptures for them to bring out, or to bring up for us to look at, but there really are two truths in the text that, that can't be separated, that we've got to look at, and that we got to explain, and I want to try to explain today. There's First of all, there is the proper, or the only foundation uh, that we should be built upon, And then there is number two, parents, moms, dads, listen to what I'm about to say. Because it doesn't just apply spiritually, but it also is the truth of how that you build upon that foundation. We have the foundation, and then we have how we build upon that foundation. Both of them are vital. Because if the foundation is right, it doesn't matter what you build. But if you build something that's not tied to the foundation, it's going to fall anyway. And so the foundation of life is the foundation given to us in the Scripture. It's the same foundation that we find in the Bible. And that foundation is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus Christ and what He would do for us on the cross of Calvary. Now I'm going to help you a little bit because some of you listen to other ministers, other preachers. I'm not condemning that at all. I don't want you to think that. But sometimes we need to be careful of who we're listening to. We need to be careful of who we're listening to. You need to understand that when you're listening to a preacher or a teacher and they open up the Bible, then you're giving you something that's going to affect your life. They're investing in your life. I want to help you. How do we know that what they're saying is right? How do we know that what they're saying is truth? Well, let me, let me just say it like this. If they can't tie it back to the foundation of Jesus Christ and what He's done, then it's, it should not never be built upon the foundation that we're giving you at Faith Worship Center. If you don't receive by faith in Christ and what He did for you on the cross of Calvary, it shouldn't be built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ because it's not going to stand. If they're telling you that you receive by what you do, if they're telling you that you receive by what you say, if they're telling you that you receive by what you are a part of, it won't stand. I'm preaching good. I don't know what's wrong. Uh -uh, But it won't stand. It won't last. If it's not based upon, I'm going to prove it to you, upon faith in Christ and what He did for you on the cross of Calvary, it shouldn't be built upon the chief cornerstone that is delivered to us in the text. And so we got to be cautious. The foundation of life is the foundation given to us in the Scripture, which is Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary. I said it in my introduction, but I want to say it again. I don't care whatever else it is. Anything and everything at some point will get enough pressure out of life that it will crumble. It'll fall. I talked to a lady this last week. Called me visiting a little bit, by the end of her phone call, she said, if I could just go back and redo some things, if I could just go back, I know we all got things that we could go back and redo, but let me tell you something that I deal with a lot of times, one regret, parents, that you don't want, you don't want to have to go back after your children are grown and say, I wish I could have go back and raised them to serve Jesus Christ, you don't want to do that. If I could just go back and do things. Why? Because the fire has come and the foundation is not right. And she's watching it start to consume everything that she has tried to build. The foundation of life is the foundation of the Bible. So as we go back and we look at some truths to build upon, and I want to ask you a great question. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 10 and 13, which is our text, I want to ask you a heart question, something for you to think about. When your world comes crashing down, when you get the phone call that you didn't want to get, when you get news on your child that you, just, you wish you would have never got, I want to ask you this morning, what is it that you are dependent upon? What is it that you're going to reach for? What is it that you are going to trust in? When you get the phone call from the doctor, When you get news from your spouse. When you get news from your job. What is it that you are depending upon? Because whatever you're depending upon, that's your foundation. That's your foundation. Well, I thought my foundation was Christ. I don't know. I'm not looking in your heart. I'm just telling you, whatever it is that you're depending upon. Whatever it is you're trusting in when your world crashes down, that's your foundation. That's what you are founding your life upon this morning. So let's start here. In Isaiah chapter number 28 and verse number 16, the prophet Isaiah prophesied, and it's recorded there, verse number 16, and he speaks of Christ. The Bible says, Therefore thus saith the Lord. Look at this. Thus saith the Lord. This comes from God. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Or in other words, you will not be ashamed. No matter what life throws at you, if you are founded upon the foundation of Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary, you will not be ashamed. But if I flip it this morning, I could say this whatever you trust in that is not Christ and what he did on the cross, you will be ashamed because it's going to fall, it's going to crumble And he says this, this is a prophecy from Isaiah. Peter quoted this and I'm going to go back to this but Peter quoted it in First Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 6 he tells us this wherefore also it is contained in the scripture behold I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone elect precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded again it's interpreted shall not be ashamed Peter brought the prophecy of Isaiah into the New Testament to bring out and he's relaying a New Testament truth to us he reminds us listen if you will build upon the chief cornerstone you will never be ashamed the chief cornerstone is this it is what when they started a building if that chair is undone they started a building they would lay out a chief cornerstone they would find out the corner that they wanted to start from and they would make sure that they laid that stone in the exact corner that they wanted to start up on. The chief cornerstone and the foundation cannot be separated because Isaiah said a chief cornerstone, uh, he laid for a foundation. Go back to it, Isaiah 28. He says he laid for a foundation. I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. This stone, the chief stone, is the foundation. When they laid the foundation, this put everything in line they went this way perfectly and they went this way perfectly and the other two walls fell in place this chief cornerstone didn't also put everything in line but it also would bear the weight of anything that was built upon it Uh, it was the founding uh, it was the weight bearer and it was what put everything in line I want you to know for a person to find their found their life off of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary he becomes my leader he said those i go i send you another the holy spirit leads me he guides me he lines everything up exactly where it needs to be he is my great escape when i'm weak he is strong he is my chief cornerstone and anything else listen it will crumble he said i laid a chief cornerstone the cornerstone that's provided it's the strength for the building he get, get, lined me up in life. He became my strength. He became my straight path. And he became my escape. Nothing else this world has to produce can do that. Isaiah said, He's not just a foundation stone. What did he put first after that? Here's what you need to know about the foundation stone. He's been tried. <laughs> He's been tried. Everybody, That has claimed Jesus Christ. They have tried Jesus Christ. And as a tried stone, before he was placed in this place, he was tried they didn't just go pick out a rock or pick out a stone and say this will be the chief cornerstone it went through some tests they put it under some pressure they put it under some uh, uh, some some uh, uh, strenuous test in order to make sure that it wasn't going to fall not every stone that they found would work as a chief cornerstone but when they found one that they couldn't crush they said here you go this is the chief cornerstone I want you to know this morning Jesus Christ as the cornerstone foundation uh, he has been tried he has been tested and he passed every test that he's ever been under we know that he's never failed we know that he's perfect in every way we know that he's a sheep that is led to his shearers but he never opened his mouth I want you to know he's been tried by the lost tried by the sick tried by the bound tried by the broken and he has never failed the test this morning he's a tried stone Today, uh, it's such a blessing to have them in our congregation, but we could have people to stand up, and I could tell you this Jesus Christ has been tried by the drug addict, he's been tried by the alcoholic, he's been tried by the murderer. He's been tried by those that are abused. He's been tried by those with a broken marriage. He's been tried by those that were confused. He's been tried by those that were suffering with depression. He's been tried by those that didn't know what else to do. He's been tried in every area, every point, every test, every trial, and in every single one. He passed the test with flying colors because he's a solid chief cornerstone that will not fail and will not crack. It's the foundation. In Matthew chapter number 16 and verse number 18, I want you to see this. I'm going to be a little bit mean here, but I don't mean to be offensive. Is that okay? Amen. I got one amen. I'm going with it. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I've got to say this because I want. Look, I defend what the Bible defends and I oppose what the Bible opposes. The Catholic Church believes that upon the church that this means that they're building the church upon Peter. Peter. Peter is a fragment of the rock. He's not, a, he's not the, the petro here, that the word that is used. He's not the rock. The church is not built upon Peter. If the church was built upon Peter, why would you want to be a part of that church? He's the first one that denied Christ when he was in a jam why would you want to be a part of that he was a a man and he failed Uh, listen uh, the church is not built upon Catholicism the church is not built upon Peter the church is not built upon another apostle the church is supposed to be built upon Jesus Christ and him alone he said upon Christ the church will be built uh, and the gates of hell will not prevail the true church will be founded upon Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary and nothing else Uh, the gate of hell will not prevail it means this anything and everything that hell will produce will never be able to destroy the church of the living God nothing that hell can produce can destroy the church of the living God today we're seeing a weeding out and I don't mean that in a bad way but we're seeing a weeding out we're seeing where there is less and less and less desire for people to even go to the house of God We're seeing where it's no longer a priority. Uh, Not here, we're we're blessed here But in most churches There's churches that used to run hundreds of people I I talked to a guy just a couple of weeks ago Well we used to run a hundred now on uh, uh, Sunday morning If we have twelve We've had a good crowd We quit Sunday night And we quit Wednesday night And uh, you go back and look And I don't mean this unkind But when we go back and look And their church has become more of an entertainment center Than what it has a, A place for the lost to come And to find Jesus Christ We understand and we know why some are falling Uh, churches are trying to become more modern churches are trying to give the people what the people want and still instead of what God wants them to deliver uh, churches are reaching out for a watered down message but I want you to know none of that will stand none of that will last we must preach Christ and Him crucified because it will stand the test of time praise the Lord I don't want to give you what you want I want you saved I don't want you dying and going to hell. So that's why we must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 6, verse 47 and 49, watch this. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show to whom you is like. Watch this. He is like a man that built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the steam beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream, when it beat behemothly, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. I want you to see this because it's kind of a, it's a contrast. It's two foundations, but it's not two foundations. Look at this verse. The foundation of sand is like a man without a foundation. Because to build up on anything else besides the solid rock is as good as having nothing. That's right. It's as good as having nothing. And the Scripture says when the storm of the stream comes, it's going to beat vehemently. That means violently. It doesn't mean that it's going to come in and just barely push your family or push you. It means it's going to come in like a whirlwind and give you everything it's got. But when the enemy comes in and gives you everything it's got, it can come in like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. I want you to know the enemy can give you everything that it's got but you will stand upon the solid rock foundation. I want you to see how long this one stands. Without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. Immediately it fell. There is one foundation by which we should be founded upon and it is the foundation of life which is Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary. I want to ask you a question. I may have already asked you this. I'm not sure, but I want to ask you this. What are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? What is your foundation? Whatever you're trusting in, that's your foundation. What are you trusting in? We got a really bad habit of trying to give in areas we don't need to be given in. Trying to be pliable, trying to compromise, whatever we're trusting in, that's our foundation. And I just come to tell you this morning, because we got to learn this before I can preach next Sunday, that whatever you're trusting in is your foundation. And if it's anything outside of Christ, it's not going to stand. Now, the world today is offering all kinds of foundations. One tailored just for your issue. One tailored just exactly for you. And the churches even adopt some of these. But when it comes right down to it, they will all crumble and they will fail. I want to move to my next truth. And here's where I want to be because this brings it personally to us. In verse number 10 of our text, 1 Corinthians 3 and 10. He says this, according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereupon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. Every man literally means for every man to take caution and to be careful how you build upon this foundation. Everything spiritual must be tied to the foundation when we talk about the foundation of the Bible. I need my teachers to listen to me just a minute, teachers, my leaders. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. Everything spiritual that you're preaching and teaching somewhere in your message has to be tied back to the foundation of what Jesus Christ, of us placing our faith in Christ and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. If it's going to be a message of the Bible, it's got to be a message that is founded upon that foundation. I want to prove that to you. When we start preaching the doctrines and we're in the book of Romans now and teaching the doctrines that is given to us in the Bible, the first doctrine that we're going to get into is that we are justified by our faith in Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary. We have, watch this, the foundation. I want to build upon this foundation. I want to start with what Jesus has given me, which is His self and what He did on the cross of Calvary. And upon that foundation, I'm going to start to build justified by my faith. Watch this. I want to build that up, but it has to be tied by my faith in what? By my faith in Christ and what He did for me on the cross of Calvary. The next thing we're going to get into is sanctification. I'm sanctified by my faith. I'm going to be built up by my faith in Jesus and what He did from me on the cross of Calvary, it's got to be tied to the foundation or it's no good. One of these days, when Jesus comes back, uh, I'm going to be glorified. I'm going to be glorified because when I took my last breath, I had my faith built in Jesus and what He did on the cross of Calvary. If you're here this morning and you're sick and you need a healing, uh, you're going to be healed by your faith in Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary. If you need deliverance, uh, it comes by faith in Jesus uh, and what. What he did on the cross of Calvary. If your marriage is in trouble. If you're broken. If you're hurting. Your answer is by my faith in Jesus. And what he did on the cross of Calvary. If you can't tie it to the foundation. Go back to your prayer closet. Because you didn't get it from the Lord. From beginning to end. You didn't get it from the Lord. Because it's got to be by my faith in Christ. And what he did on the cross of Calvary. And much of the church is saying, if you'll just say the right words and you'll confess over and over and over and over and over and over again, uh, then it's going to eventually happen to you. Where's that tie into the foundation? It don't. Here's why it don't, because it's not the, the correct way to receive from God. If it doesn't, if you can't link it back to the foundation of Christ and what he did for you on the cross of Calvary, it's not from the scripture. All right. I'm liking this a whole lot more than what you are. Everything. Now watch this. Every man take heed how you build upon. The majority of y'all will never stand in front of somebody and teach or preach. But also the greater majority of y'all have a family, you have kids. Every man take heed how you build upon your marriage is it founded your relationship is it founded upon the foundation of Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary I'm preaching good brother Greg have you taught your children that the foundation of life is the foundation of Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary nobody in here is thinking you're exempt are you you're not thinking you're exempt from divorce. Well, oh, I'm preaching good. About 2000, I don't know, 10 or 11, started pastoring in 2006. Everything going great. Outside looking in, everything's good. Is this okay if I get personal? I won't get too personal. Don't come ask me for details later because my answer will be the same. None of your business. 2010, 2011, been pastoring since 2006. Everything's going good. In life, in spirits, the church is growing. Everything's good. And all of a sudden, from my blind side, the enemy of my soul came in to my marriage. To my marriage. Me and Sister Becky, we don't have children. None of that complicated it. She's raised in a good foundational church. I was raised in church. We're two believers, spirit-filled believers that love God. And we're pastoring the best church that ever existed. And all of a sudden, on my blind side, the enemy came in, and oppression was so great. The storm of my life, I understand that. Worst nightmare, I understand that. All of a sudden it came. I didn't like her. She didn't like me. We didn't want to be married. Come on, nobody else went through none of this stuff? We didn't want to be married. We didn't want to pastor a church. She wanted to go her way. I wanted to go my way. And was right at doing it. And I'm at a place. I know I've said this before. But it's real to me. When I'm out in my living room. Crying myself a river. Leaving the rug in my living room. A wet spot from where I've cried. Waiting till she left. Just because I'm trying to hold back the tears. She leave and go to work. We quit saying I love you. Okay, I'm all in one here. And all of a sudden, people talk about forces, powers of darkness. I know what the, I know what that's about. I can testify to that. And if you ask us why, what's the reason? I don't really know. You ask her, Well, I man, I don't really know. We just can't stand each other. We're uncomfortable. We don't we don't like it no more. We ain't fun no more. But you know what? You know why she stayed? You know why I stayed? Because when everything else was torn apart, there was a foundation there left. And when I got alone was praying, and I would pray for her, I would go in and make sure I put a, a good CD, a worship CD in her car or something to come on. I just doing what I, what I could do. And I would be praying. The Lord brought me back to the foundation. You know why we're here? Because of the foundation. Amen. We're here because of the foundation. Amen. Every man take heed how you build thereupon. Is your marriage built upon the foundation of Christ and Him crucified? I, I, I probably need to just get away from my notes for just a minute. Talk to you, just uh, go, go ahead and go to 1 Peter, whatever scripture I give you, verse number 12. I want you to see this. Why is that foundation so important and what you build upon? Watch this. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Watch this. There's a lot of believers caught off guard when the fire comes. Why? The Bible clearly tells you the fire's coming. Listen, if you're married, the fire's coming. The fire's coming to your children. The fire's coming to your health. The fire's coming to your finances. The fire is coming. I had a man tell me one time, he said, my dad used to set the woods on fire behind the house and tell us kids, go tell the neighbors the fire's coming. You know why? They were getting ready for the fire. They knew fire was coming. They were getting ready for it. Listen, I'm telling you so you can get ready. The fire is coming. It's not a maybe. It's coming. Verse number 13 says this, Rejoice in so much as you are partakers of the Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. I'm going to have to step away just a second and put some things together, okay? Go back to verse 13 of Corinthians. I want you to see this. Watch this. Verse 12 and 13 of Corinthians. If any man build upon the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man. Every man take heed how you build upon there. Every man's work will be made manifest. Why? Because the fire is coming. Watch this. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. It's going to be revealed by fire. Your marriage, your your home, everything you do will be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. You know what was burnt in the book of Matthew? The chaff off of the wheat. You know why? Because the chaff was no good. It was waste. You know why the fire comes to our life? You know why the fire comes to your marriage, to your home? Because there's sometimes in life we build things that don't need to be there. And the fire comes to consume all of that junk that we have built that don't need to be. Let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. And it burns all of that stuff off. And that's what we don't. uh, How come is it? I don't mean to shotgun you. But the moment that fire comes, we go to reaching and we go to grabbing to hold everything together. And keep everything like it was when all we really need to do is say, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I place my faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross of Calvary, and I'm trusting in You. You know what God's doing? He's tearing some things down. He's tearing some things out that don't need to be there anyway. Look, uh, I know we don't like the tearing out process, but if you'll keep your faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross of Calvary, He'll take out some things that don't need to be there that way that we can build it back in the way that God wants it to be built. Am I the only one in life that's built some things in my life that didn't need to be there? Every man, take heed how that you build upon there. Now I've got to jump back to verse number 13 of 1 Peter. I've done a lot of jumping. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 13, he says this. Rejoice. Now how are we going to rejoice when the fires come? Does that make sense to anybody? Rejoice in so much you are partakers of Christ's suffering. And that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly great joy. Here's the picture. I founded my life upon Jesus and what he did for me on the cross of Calvary. I'm sure I'm serving God. I am in God's will, no doubt in my life. I can tell you right now, no doubt in my life, I'm smack dab in the will of God. And here comes the fire. And the fire comes burning. It's not a strange thing. It's here, it's here for a purpose. It comes burning. But when I close my eyes and hold on to Christ and, and the fire comes, when the fire goes and I look back, I see what remains and I understand that everything that I have built upon Christ and what he did for me on the cross of Calvary has remained. You know what I can do? I can rejoice because the fire came, because the flood came. Listen, everybody in here is going to have your Red Sea experience. I don't feel like I'm doing, getting it across very good this morning. Everybody in here is going to be faced with a fiery furnace. Everybody in here at some point is going to get that call you wish you'd have never got. And the way that you're going to remain, the way that you're going to stand is that you are founded upon the foundation of Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary. He is the chief cornerstone. So I ask you again, what are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? What are you dependent upon? The fire's coming. The fire's coming. Nehemiah got news. The walls of Jerusalem have burnt. They're crushed. They're, they're, they're junk. I'm about to quit. Brother Jeff, would you help me? Nehemiah got news and he broke and he cried. He was sad because the walls of Jerusalem were torn down. He asked, can I go and inspect? They said, yeah. He went and inspected the walls were torn down. The gates were burned. There was nothing left. Called his people together, and they went to rebuilding everything that the fire had come and destroyed. But do you know there's no evidence in the scripture that they had to touch the foundation? They never had to do anything to the foundation. The fire was great enough to destroy every single thing they built upon. But it did not affect the foundation. I just come to tell you something this morning. ask you a question. What are you trusting in? Because whatever you're trusting in is what you have placed all of your life, you've based all of the security of your life upon. And anything... That you have founded your life upon outside of Christ. It's going to fall at some point. Teenagers, I know you may not have no troubles right now. You probably do and mom and dad don't know about it. But well, I want to tell you, you're at the point where you've got to start making adult decisions. Because as you make that transition from a child. sorry, right, parents, if I talk to your kids. When you make that transition from a child to an adult, there's a lot of emotions and things that's going to start flooding you. You start to become an independent person. And you've got to make decisions for yourself. And here's one thing that you probably never thought about as you make decisions. Every decision that you make is going to affect the rest of your life. Every decision you make will affect the rest of your life. And what I want you to know is something that wasn't told to me as a child is this. I don't care how much you thought you put into it, how much you've got figured out, how much smarter you are than your parents, which is a lie. The truth of the matter is, if the decisions that you're making is not based upon Jesus Christ and His will for your life, Buckle up and hold on. Because you're in for a crash landing. It will not stand. It will not last. I promise you, I hope I wake you up at night. Remember this, it will fall. There's one foundation by which we live upon. That is the foundation of Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary. There is no other foundation. Parents, take heed how you build upon that. We got to be careful and we got to be cautious how that we build upon that. Whatever you got, my friend. Would you stand with us this morning?
0: In Christ alone, my hope is found. Here in my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace What fears are stilled with striving steeds My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand.
1: Here's my altar call with your head bowed and your eyes closed. You know, the storms of life is part of life. Some are not as crucial as others. We could could say, well, that wasn't as bad. But listen, the big one's coming. The fire is coming to try every man's work. It won't leave you out. And I just come to ask you a simple question this morning. Maybe you're here and you're, you're a believer. I'm not here to question your salvation. But even as a believer, we have so much of self that's still in us that it's difficult for us to sometimes depend upon the Lord as we should. But this morning as I've asked you a heart question, what are you depending upon? Because that's your foundation. I just came this morning to maybe reposition us just a little bit. The fire's coming. The warning has been laid. The caution has been announced. The fire is coming. If you're not founded upon Christ and what He did on the cross, whatever you build and whatever you do, it'll never last. it will never stand. So this morning, I just come to call a church back to make sure that our foundation is Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary. The chief cornerstone, my Lord, I feel that, that's been laid in Zion. He's a tried stone. He won't fail you this morning. He will not fail you this morning. He won't crack. He'll be there through the st- to stand through uh, all of time. This morning, what are you trusting in? If you say it's anything other then Christ and the altar is open for you this morning as he sings again. And maybe you're here and you just want to make sure. It's a good time to pray. It's a good time to say thank you, Lord, for the foundation. And again, I place my faith in Christ. I want my life to be founded upon Christ this morning. The chief cornerstone. Go ahead, sing it for me, please. Alone, Come on, the altars are
0: open. Hope is found he is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground.
1: Hallelujah. for
0: through the fierce drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when strides seas. Comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand.
1: Come on, pray with us, worship with us, whatever, but let's keep our mind on the Lord.
0: they in the ground.
1: Hallelujah.
0: His body lay. We'll touch your
1: people this morning, God. Light of the world, God. Help us, of God, to make sure.
0: Slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the ground he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its sin in me, for I am his and he, and he is, is mine. mine. Hallelujah. Bought with the precious blood of Christ In Christ solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand in Christ my solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand Built in life, no fear in death this is the power of Christ in me From life's first cry to final breath Jesus commands my destiny No power of hell, no scheme of man Can ever pluck me from his hand That's good Till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I'll stand.
1: Come on, let's sing it with him. In
0: it. Christ alone, my hope is found. My hope is found. Think about it. He
1: is my light, my
0: strength, my song. It is this corner's cornerstone. Is is solid solid ground, ground. firm through the fierce drought or storm. What heights of love, love. what depths of peace! Hallelujah! When fears are are stilled and striving ceases, my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of
1: Christ, I stand hallelujah praise the lord amen i'm thankful for that this morning if you were blessed by this message you can find us on facebook at faith worship center porsche arkansas our contact for prayer or donations is by mail faith worship center p.o box 296 porsche arkansas 72457 through messenger or paypal you can find that link on facebook also thank you and god bless you and your family